Hey, what's up? It's the Drive with Sam Piper, ESPN Radio 93.5. Derek Piper Lante. Let's go. ILL. Life, life would be tougher without Terrence Shannon, they said. <laughs> Boo Booey and Ty, Ty Berry could present some issues off the dribble, Derek Piper said. <laughs> Damask will never Score. reach 30 again. <laughs> again. Jeff Lon Goodman said. said and Lon said and a lot of people said. And a lot of people were proven wrong. What an offensive display. Really I shouldn't just simplify it to offense. Right. A complete performance last night from the Illini in their Big Ten home opener. A complete drubbing of Northwestern, 96-66. to 66, A 30-point win. The third straight game that Illinois put up 90-plus. Wow. And a runaway victory at the State Farm Center. It was a fun one to be a part of in the building for. I'm sure it looked just as beautiful on TV for those uh-huh. watching as well. Listen to Robbie Hummel break it all down. But, wow, what we watched last night was high-level basketball and has a lot of people excited about Friday's matchup against Purdue Big for good time. reason, and just who this team can be as they navigate life without Terrence Shannon, however long that's going to be. But for that night and projecting forward, there's enough here with Brad Underwood's arsenal that this can be a very good team, and he's figured this thing out. Where earlier in the season we wondered about offense, is it do you have to run more sets? How do you get more downhill action? Are you putting the players in the best situations to be successful? This booty ball yes. is beautiful. It's beautiful. I like that. Uh, I'll take the pun. I Listen, and, and, and that's, I mean, who had on their magic board Marcus Damask being unstoppable? Man. It's unbelievable what he's doing. Two things real quick. Even with Shannon, I was worried about Friday's game with Purdue. So if, if I still cast um, worry about that game, just know it would have been on either side of things. Of course. Though I, I, I would appreciate the idea of Shannon being there for his 18-22 to 22 that night, but certainly what Illinois has done is great. The other thing, Connor Onion, who does the play-by-play, he's a Saluki. He's an SIU right? kid, nice. and Mike Reese got a hold of me a few years ago, and he said, we've got an up-and-comer here, and he is really jumped onto the scene both nationally and locally, and I thought that call last night, I know some – some have issues with Robbie Hummel, and that's always going to happen. Do it doesn't, I don't know. I've always heard people kind of criticize a little bit of wow. Robbie Hummel. I think he's really good. Is that because he didn't come here? I don't know. He, yeah, that's exactly why. I think he's he's Jay Billis too, right? He sounds just like oh, him. I think he's great. He is. He sounds like Billis. He's good like Billis. It's kind of like Kobe and MJ. I, I you know Kobe stuck that tongue out. He did all the <laughs> stuff MJ did, and it was like that is definitely that, but. I'm proud of Connor and what he's done. He, he was going to try to join us during the football season, and it didn't work out because he had to call a basketball game. But we're going to get him on one of these days and uh, have Connor Onion on. It'll be pretty cool. Now, to this game, I want to start on the defense. Now, Andrew had a game last night, so I didn't get to see a lot of the first half. I was basically second half on, didn't have a chance today to go back and watch the first half. Heard a little bit of the end of it as I was driving home uh, with Brian and uh, Dion, I believe, right? Yep. And so as, as I was listening to this and they were talking about, you know, Bowie and what he had, I thought, well, he's getting his. Ty Berry didn't really do much till late. I think he's such a key that we talked about yesterday with Northwestern. But I'll turn it back to you. What did Illinois defensively do so well against this Northwestern team? I mean, Chris Collins basically said, we got our butt kicked. And, and he said they threw the first punch, the second punch, and the third punch, and we never did get one in. So what was Illinois able to do defensively early on against Northwestern that really shut them down? 
Well, we're going to get to it when we talk to Luke Goody here at 405. I owe him a little bit of an apology. Um, (laughs) I didn't say, like, make no mistake, I wasn't like, hey, Luke Goody's going to get roasted on the defensive end (laughs) here tonight. But I wondered about with Illinois' bigger lineup, how would it look with those guards, Boo Booey and Ty Berry, both having the ability to dribble penetrate, have some more quickness than Illinois has with that bigger group. And it really didn't play out that way. Ty Rogers early on Boo Booey. Uh, was able to corral him, not give him those driving lanes. But Ty picked up a cheap foul early in that game, and all of a sudden it wasn't just Ty drawing that primary matchup. They threw different guys at him. Marcus Damask saw a lot of boo-booey in this matchup. And Damask was able to to square him up, not get burned off the bounce. Uh, and then also Luke on, on Ty Berry and having possessions against those guards where Illinois didn't be put in situations where – the quickness was hurting them. And then obviously the size at the other end led to Illinois being able to out-physical them, back them down, and, and, and play into those mismatches that led to a lot of scoring from the you right. know Marcus Damask in the back down. And then when they sent the double team, which they had to, they passed out of it really well. They hit threes. They had cuts to the basket. So uh, I give a lot of credit and also admit that I was, I was wrong <laughs> and that Illinois maybe was going to be in a problematic matchup as far as that goes. Uh, I also think that Coleman Hawkins deserves a ton of credit. Amen. And there's, there's clips out there on Twitter. I retweeted one late last night. Lon, you are probably asleep when it was 1.30, I think. I, I retweeted oh, it. Are you kidding me? Uh, I, was, I was getting ready to get up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Coleman got switched on to Boo Booey, and you could almost see – Boo Booey's eyes light up. Really? Because in any other situation where Booey is on a five man, he's thinking he's he's, th- he's gonna he's gonna dominate. Yeah, this. I mean yeah. He, he's gonna play with his food. Yep. He's gonna like have some fun <laughs> with this, and he couldn't create an angle. Wow. He tried to drive him. It didn't work. Then he backed it out for like he's he's one on one on one side of the floor at the three point line, kind of crossing up, seeing if he can size him up and get that three off. If not, gonna gonna try to cross him over and go to the rim. Anything he tried, Coleman Hawkins was right there to put a hand up in his face. So Unbelievable. Uh, that asset that Illinois has, and there's a lot of people that come back to, you know, why is it that Dane Danger doesn't play a whole lot? And he didn't play a whole lot last night, although I think the minutes that he did play, he did look pretty decent. It seemed like just the overarching point about Illinois last night was, was whoever they put on the floor gave a really nice contribution, was, was locked in, gave a lot of energy, and, and contributed something to that team. But – Coleman with his deflections, with his activity inside. He's active. He just anticipates so well. Yep. And it helps that Northwestern doesn't have offensively capable centers. Like, right. You don't have to worry a whole lot about Matthew Nicholson or uh, the transfer from Liberty they bring in off the bench. That They're not, the, they're not very athletic. They're, they're not going to shoot jump shots that you worry all that much about. So Coleman was really able to, to focus in on playing help defense, and he was great at it last night. So I give credit to him. I give credit to – Illinois perimeter and they just they bothered Northwestern and when Bowie goes off for 35 last year we knew how capable he was this year he was not able to get into a rhythm and like you said it took Barry till the very end in garbage time to even pad that stat line it's amazing to me too now if I go offense and that was a great rundown and update not update but a good whatever I'm trying to say kind of a synopsis of what that defense looked like because I'm with you I think Coleman Hawkins, I've said this all year, I think we underappreciate him defensively to where he does a lot more than we think. And while he's not a true rim protector, there are a lot of times where you'll see him go up two hands and it alters a shot, I think. And like you said, being able to get out, that was all the times that I was confused why Kofi wasn't regarded more 
uh, as a player, and obviously he he got the stats when it came to rebounds and scoring. But it's when you watch what Kofi tried to do defensively compared to even what Coleman can do in terms of guarding even Boo Booey. I mean, that's ridiculous to even think that. I wouldn't want to go to that well that often, but the idea that he's able to kind of just distract Bowie enough on that one or two times down, that's huge for your team. But offensively, Marcus Damask, I've watched this kid for four years at SIU. There is no doubt that I knew that he had the ability to put up points. I just did not realize that he would be able to come in to a Big Ten kind of schedule not that Southern doesn't play good teams. You know, you understand. I mean, I, well, I Valley's know you a good do. league. Yeah, Valley's a great league, and they play some solid non-conference teams as well. But to come in and night in and night out, and I, I mean, even the other night, like you said yesterday, at ten assists. So it's it's like every night Damascus is doing something that helps you win, and that's such a big thing, right? Is whatever stat, whatever you need him to do, and I think Damascus is a guy that, like last night when I was watching him, he's feeling it. And, and I love that. Like, I don't know. I'm sure there were times at SIU where he was feeling it, but it was more from the outside and doing stuff like that. But for him to do what he's doing now, I'm sure what it is is he's just not, he's just happy not to be double teamed every time down the court because that's what was happening last season at SIU. He'd be double teamed. He'd be drawn the best defender nonstop, and they would get that guy out and bring in the next best defender who was fresh. And Damascus was just constantly fighting an uphill battle. This year, he's taken it to a lot of guys that maybe maybe aren't defender number one until mm-hmm. about ten points, and then they're like, "We got to we got to switch because Damascus is killing us." But to be able to have that old school, isn't it funny how like that yeah. is that old school game just confuses everybody, right? <laughs> because everybody now is just used to the three point shots and and playing above the rim. But that's how we used to do it back in the 80s and such. That old school game where you actually used the elbow or the baseline from 8 to 10 feet and you made little pump fakes and head fakes. I'm still, like, the first time Andrew Tay does a head fake or a pump fake on a basketball court, I'll be like, oh, my gosh, it happened, finally. I, it's just, I don't, I don't see it as much now with today's basketball, but Marcus Damask is just, he's a wizard when it comes to that stuff. And when he gets on a roll and is feeling it, and we asked Luke Goody that, I think, last week or the week before, I, I apologize. And he's like, oh, we, can, we know when he is, man. We get, we get him the ball as much as we can. It's just fun to watch him dominate in, an, in a unique way that you don't really see much anymore. Yeah, old school is definitely a great way to put it. I, the new age narrative has been in recent years, the mid-range shot is one of the worst shots in basketball. Don't take it. it. Come on now. If you're great at it, then, yeah. then throw that narrative out the window and, and don't look back in the rearview mirror. Because Io DeSumo, who was a all-time great at Illinois, was so good getting that elbow great and pulling point. up and, and how effective it was. And with Marcus, it's the back-down ability. And he just – I've said it a number of times, and I'm going to wear it out throughout the rest of the season. He looks like a guy that's playing in his driveway. Maybe because you don't have a th- your driveway may not is lo- maybe not long enough it's to sloped. It, it's yeah, you got that <laughs> that angle as well. But it's kind of that yeah, the the driveway basketball. You can't great point. You can't speed him up. He's shooting turnaround jumpers, uh, you know, out there in his front yard, and and he's got that going for him. He's got the he had the pull up jumper last night. Uh, he can spin off of you. Yes. He can he can use pivots and and just patience against you if, if you try to you know get into him and, and be physical with him. Which uh, he's strong. Yeah, no, he's really strong. He's strong. I mean, that pass that he had to Gary 
cutting down in the second half where Garrier cut to the lane and dunked. It was bad defense on Northwestern side and the weak side, but two guys ran at Damask, and he was like a fullback blocking for the quarterback. He took the hit and then made the pass to Garrier, and I thought at the time when they showed the replay from down low, I'm like, man, Damask can take a hit and keep going. I mean, he's a strong kid. He really is, yeah. I, I, Old man strength, you said yesterday. For sure. The... <laughs> Article I wrote about the booty ball that Illinois is playing with, and Marcus is, has been a huge part of that, and it's huge. really evolved Illinois' offense. And we, we talked about it yesterday, I think. De- December 1st and on, going into last night, according to, to Bart Torvik, Illinois is fourth in the country in offensive efficiency. Now the updated stat, with two games without Terrence Shannon, they're the number one offense in the country. Wow. According to those metrics since December 1st. And a big part is leaning more and more into Marcus in the mid-post, backing guys down, getting matchups. And I had a picture, uh, you can look at it on the front page of Alana Inquirer, of him backing down Boo Booey. And you should see Marcus's thighs. Oh, like that dude is, be a is pitcher. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, he's he's put some work in on the squat rack more than uh, Lon and I in the last decade. So, ever in uh, my life? Maybe ever. Yeah. Okay. Ever. But uh, What's yeah, the squat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's it's really impressive, I, and I think that some guys panic when you when you send a, a double team at you, yes. and they, they maybe don't see the floor that well. It plays to his IQ, his passing ability, and also I give a lot of credit. Quincy Garrier timed up those cuts mm. from the wing down the lane at, at just the right time. As soon as that double came, Damascus was able to find him. Good uh, hands and, on the one. Good, great hands. Yep. Yeah, the ability to to corral that and put it in, and almost and, you know, fall, like falling away, able to make that touch shot. So uh, last night, everything was working for Illinois. You're you're up twenty seven. And Brad's starting to get on the team when, like, all right, you guys think this game is over? And he's, like, chirping in Quincy's ear, and it's a late shot clock, and Quincy dribbles behind his back, hits a fadeaway three. And that just shows it's Illinois' night. But uh, I do give Brad a lot of credit. Kind of taking that page, not that they, they've invented it or they were the first people to do it, sure. but Penn State, Jalen Pickett. Yep. Playing matchups, backing guys down, making defenses to determine, are we going to send that double team or sit and play in a one-on-one matchup that, they got more size than we do, and this is exactly where they like to to operate. So uh, we've seen it from Jay Wright in the past with his guards. Uh, I've written about that here in recent weeks. And uh, last night, Jeremy and I found ourselves talking about Bo Ryan's Wisconsin teams too. Mm. Like Bo Ryan would post some guys that were non non centers. You know, post his guards, post his wings, and uh, this has just been it's been beautiful basketball. And, and Damas, what he's doing right now, his assertiveness. Yeah, and he's just he feels like he's coming out of his. I don't know if it's coming out of his shell is the right way to say it, but he just is showing a different level of confidence that I don't know if he, if a lot of people forecasting it maybe ever thought we would see out of him this year. Great point. I, listen, Damas grew up watching Bo Ryan's teams there in That's Wisconsin, right? Point, yep. He was Wisconsin Player of the Year, and somehow SIU got him. Is there a better stat line than what he threw up last night? Mm. I mean, 35 minutes, 11 of 15 from the court, 1 of 1 from 3, 9 of 10 from the three-point line, he had five rebounds, six assists to lead the team. He had a block. He did have three turnovers. So we'll give him uh, we'll give him some grief about that, right? Three turnovers in 35 minutes. But when you have a 6-3 and a plus three and assist to turnover ratio and get 32 points, I mean, Illinois in general, here's the other thing. And by the way, Austin, 
he did call himself out here on the U of I Atlanta Lake text line. Austin from Arthur yesterday said, do you think Damask will ever score 20 again? So his response today is all Damask needed was somebody to ask him if he'll score 20 again. So, yeah, Austin, keep firing those in. Keep firing your predictions in. We like them if they're going to continue to uh, work, work out well for Illinois. But last year, so many times, Derek, we talked about how this offense didn't flow. And we talked about poor shooting. Those were two themes that we, you know, beat the drum on all season and got tired of talking about. But unfortunately, it was true on both ends. This year, we went in worrying about both. I think it's fair. Brad Underwood told us before the season, this is a good shooting team. I didn't quite believe him. And it's not that, it's, it's not that I don't believe Brad with most things he says, but when he tells me, you know, FDU is elite, I, sometimes I'm like, hold on a second, Brad, you're using that too much. But honestly, I didn't, I didn't understand quite what – I mean, I knew what you were adding. I knew what, I knew what Coleman – or I'm sorry, uh, Damas could do. I knew what Luke Goody would do with more playing time. He didn't hardly play last year because of the injury. So that certainly is going to hurt you. I didn't realize Justin Harmon could shoot like he has, especially the last two games is ridiculous. Yep. And Quincy Garrier has found his stroke there for a while. It must have been the wrist. And I've said a hundred times, whenever an athlete isn't playing as well as you think or sometimes not living up to what we think, a lot of times it's a little nick or a knack or an injury. And I don't think we put enough into that. And I think for Garrier, I, I, I would assume he's feeling about 100% now with this injury, and he looks like it the way he's shooting at Missouri. Last night, he was 6-9 and nine from the uh, floor, 10 rebounds for you. But this team, and this isn't the first time because you can go back to that Florida Atlantic game, but this team last night, 63% from the, from the floor, 56% from the three-point line, mm-hmm. and then 80% from the free throw line. Now, there's going to be a clunker. There will be a clunker. But I'm telling you, more than not, you're getting this kind of – production and these kind of stats whereas last year we would have give I, I would have I would have bet house money that you'd never get 63 percent shooting from the court from this Illinois team last year but this season they are knocking shots down and Derek I think a lot of it is that guys are putting other guys in the right position it's that hockey pass right guys are putting guys in position to make shots whereas last year I didn't I didn't sense that they were doing that much. And I right. think I think it's become obvious. And and like you said, 93 games in a row, including over 100 against Florida or FDA, uh, Florida, where is it? Fairly? FAU. Oh, the FDU, yeah, yeah. Yeah, FDU. They also exploded against FAU earlier. In That's December. right, yeah. yeah. And then Missouri as well. I mean, this team, wow. Yeah, I was digging through. I, I didn't expect to spend so much time looking through the Illinois record book last night trying to – find the last time that they had scored 30 plus points I I thought all right surely 2005 would have done it maybe maybe that Kofi IO team and and 2021 accomplished that I had to go all the way back to 93 94 to find three straight games of 90 plus random season for that to happen that's Kiwan Garris Deion Thomas oh okay uh, Richard Keene yeah Richard uh, Keene good sharpshooter and those it was early non-conference against some some cupcake opponents if you wanted to find a stretch like that that had a high major opponent or two in it, you got to go back to the famed Flying Illini, 88 89. They did nice. it five straight games, included doing it against Florida, who was ranked in the top 20, and Ole Miss as well. And then a few days, uh, a few a week or so later, they hung 100 plus on LSU. Uh, oh, I remember is that a, game. a game that a lot of people remember. remember. So, uh, yeah, I think that 
I've talked a lot about the sample size from December 1st and on. There's seven games baked into that. Illinois, over that stretch, has shot 37% from three. Wow. That's really, really – I mean, last year you're under 30% yeah. as a team. Your free throw shooting is much improved. Like Ty Rogers right now, I'm not – watch out. I, I don't want to jinx anything. I'm not <laughs> worried don't. about him going to the free throw line <laughs> right, all of a right. sudden. And, and Damasco's <laughs> 9 of 10 last night. And, yeah, I think just the, the chemistry that this team has is very evident in the way that they share the ball – the way that they just ha- have pieces that fit together too. Like the fact of like Marcus's ability to post fits really well with Coleman's ability to stretch the floor and, and Coleman, like Quincy's ability to rebound and be physical with Coleman's skill fits really well together. Great point. And, and just like the pieces fit. And there's also just a, a very, and it's easy when you're winning, yeah. but there's a vibe of, of a very selfless basketball. I think Justin Harmon is the perfect example oh. of that. I never got any indication that this guy was unhappy through the stretches of the, the first month plus of the season where he goes from scoring 21 a game in the NIT and being the primary option for Utah Valley, then coming into Illinois and he might take three shots in a game. And I never saw, like, man, he looks really unhappy. He's got to be thinking, you know, did I make the right choice? I could have went somewhere and yep. been more, more of a primary uh, prominent option. He's like, oh, I want to play defense. I want to make effort plays. When the offense is there, I'll I'll take it. Now they need him to score, and he's doing it obviously at a at a pretty high level here of, of late. So uh, I don't expect this to continue. Like they're not going <laughs> right. to they're not going to maybe be the. I don't think they'll be the most efficient offense in the country from here on out. But it is um, certainly very impressive. I, I give credit to Brad for finding the right formula, f- both in terms of scheme and then also just finding pieces that that work together. Now, I could have looked it up on Bort, Harv, Bart Torvik, Ken Palm. I could have looked all that up, but see, I read Derek Piper and found out that Northwestern was 52% in defensive efficiency coming into the game last they night, were, which is pretty good, yeah, right? Yeah, and they were one of the best defenses uh, in the Big Ten last year. And so to do that against that kind of a team, now it, it ratchets up, right, against Purdue, obviously number one ranked team in the country. You're going to have to have this kind of a performance against them. The other thing, it, it does, does it mean it doesn't seem like Illinois has played many road games? I think it's because you haven't been gone much. Yeah, right. And, and it's like, I guess they haven't played many road games because Piper's been here for this entire time. But obviously, this true road test at Purdue is not going to be easy. It never is. It doesn't matter mm-hmm. what team you have for Illinois. Going to Mackey is just not going to be fun. But if nothing else, these it's a top two, 10 matchup. Big time. Like top 10 nationally. That's crazy. That's crazy. Is that a Big Ten Network game? I'll have to look. Okay. Might be FS1. Ah, okay. Yeah, I just – it's not Peacock, please. I was going to throw the Peacock joke. Oh, man. I'd be listening to that game. But, no, I mean, for for Illinois to – with the Shannon News to do what they've done the last two games, I'm not saying that I'm sitting here saying, oh, Illinois is going to beat Purdue. Because, honestly, I wouldn't pick Illinois to beat Purdue if nothing else would have happened. I'm being dead serious going into Mackey. I mean, that's the number one ranked team in the country. They're really good. Their guards are better. Edie is unbelievable. We can get into that as we go along this week. But these games, the last two games especially, and even and especially last night, just give you the idea that Illinois is going to take their best shot at Purdue and have a legitimate shot at doing that, you know, and, and pulling off an upset. I mean, the team that they just beat by 30 last night took care of Purdue the first time. That's right. Now – couple of things boo had to go crazy barry went crazy in that one as well i think but still it happened so we'll see and and the physical the physicality of illinois i think can match purdue and a lot of times that's where purdue gets you 
they're the ones constantly at Mackey to punch you in the mouth first. Yep. Sometimes literally, probably. And <laughs> During the Chris Kramer days. Exactly. Sure, yeah. Exactly. So a lot of times when you go into West Lafayette, you are punched in the face immediately. Purdue's meeting you at half court, and you better bring the big boy game if you're going to play with them. Illinois is not – I'm not worried about that with this team. They're going to bring the physicalness into this game against Purdue. So now it's just a matter of does Illinois make the kind of shots that they've continued to make, and can they somewhat control Zach Eady on that end? But we'll talk a lot more about that as we go along. By the way, Richard Keene, you mentioned him. I know you know who that is. Yes. But, you know, he shunned Duke. He was a McDonald's All-American. Right? Oh, yeah. McDonald's All-American from Collinsville. One heck of a shooter and the best hair that has ever, ever uh, an Illini player has ever produced in terms of just the neatness of a hair. Like, he could be a James Bond guy. Nice. Now, Keen, Keen was a uh, he was a hell of a player, hell of a shooter for that team in the uh, early 90s. That was fun. Appreciate the history lesson. Yeah, there you go. I'm familiar with the name. But, oh, uh, you just have to Google image Richard Keene. You'll well, be like, oh, yeah, yeah. I'll have to look that up for he sure. He was pretty boy. T.J. Wheeler was always like, oh, yeah, Keene. Keene was the last guy out of the locker room. <laughs> he was the last, you know, he was always making sure the hair was perfectly spiked. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's Richard. Yeah, I, ca I cannot wait for this game on Friday. Oh. And on paper, like the way Illinois is playing right now, I know if you're going to look at stat for stat, the fact that Edie's in the mix for Purdue, obviously the National Player of the Year front runner. Uh, once again, versus the fact that Illinois doesn't have Terrence Shannon. But the way that Illinois is playing right now versus the way that Purdue's playing, it's more of a toss-up matchup between the teams. Of course, you you bake in the Mackey effect. Yes. And that's going to be really, really tough. Oh, by the way, Purdue probably has the most impressive resume in the country right now. They've beaten Arizona, Tennessee, Marquette, Alabama. It's just ridiculous wow. what they – Gonzaga. So, uh, and then last night, they – they dominate a game in College Park. I know it's a Maryland team that I admittedly I keep kind of waiting for. I know. Hey, Maryland has life again, and maybe they'll they'll make their way to a tournament. They had like 19 points at halftime. It was and bad. They, they lose. Julian Reese didn't even score. Did he not? No, he didn't score. So, but it's it's going to be a a game with fascinating matchups because Edie is always one that there's one. He's a one of one. Mm -hmm. There's one of him in the country. Yep. You either have him or you don't. And Illinois obviously doesn't. <laughs> How do you handle? that matchup inside but at the same time with Coleman shooting it how he is right now that's a challenge for Zach Eady to get out and guard that Purdue has great guards Braden Smith is playing outstanding but he's a smaller type of guy if Ty Rogers or Marcus Damascus backing him down that's mm. an issue for Purdue so uh it's it's a very fun conversation I think kind of as we we segue this into break I kind of want to get the temperature on look Illinois is going to be hopeful and continues to be hopeful that they will have Terrence Shannon back at some point before the season is over. Of course, the legal process is going to have to play out, and we can't uh, really speculate too much on on when and if that is going to happen. But right. um, I, I wouldn't blame anybody right now if you're sitting there and saying, hey, if Illinois gets Terrence back, this could be a Final Four team mm. with what they're seeing here recently. But I frame it from the aspect of what if he doesn't come back? I think what you've seen in the last two games, albeit only a two-game sample size, probably make you a lot more encouraged about what this team can accomplish if you are life without Terrence the rest of the year. Can you can you still finish second in the Big Ten if you never see Terrence Shannon again the rest of the season? Can you still go to the Sweet 16 if Terrence Shannon doesn't come back? I think you can actually 
with a straight face, maybe say yes to those questions. I would questions. say yes to all of those. It's, it's still early in that evaluation. Wisconsin looks pretty darn good. Mm-hmm. Now, they beat Iowa last night. Uh, the Hawkeyes are, are starting to really struggle. But uh, I want to have that conversation when we come back. I want to also get your thoughts on the U of I Atlanta Lake text line. Has your evaluation and how much so has it changed with what we've seen here recently if there is no Terrence Shannon Jr. in the mix going forward? If you want to weigh in, you can. 217-359-2255 on the U of I Atlanta Link text line. Luke Goody will join us. Let's 405. Go. Can't wait for that. We'll also play some Brad Underwood from last night as well. But a lot of Big Ten hoops talk. Look forward to do so. Stick with us. We'll continue that next. This is The Drive. Since Busey Bank first opened our doors in 1868, we have built upon a tradition of close relationships and broad financial capabilities. Our experienced team provides the highest level of personalized service to ensure we accomplish your goals, simplifying your wealth management and business lending needs, and ensuring a legacy for generations. Building business, growing wealth since 1868. Proud to be the official bank of the Fighting Illini. Member FDIC. By now, you've all heard the expression, when you turn the key and the car won't run, call 367-9481 for PDR Automotive. They are what's best for your truck or car. They are PDR. But who are they? They, the PDR staff, understand that a name is only as good as the people that represent it. The PDR staff has more than 335 years of combined automotive experience, several employees now on staff for more than 25 years. PDR, more than just a name. Family owned and operated, now celebrating over 50 years in business. Thank you for choosing two men in a truck. How may I help you? Hi, I have a strange question. What happens if it snows on moving day? I don't want my furniture to get wet and destroyed. Well, that's not strange at all. We have the same concerns for your furniture. With over 9 million moves completed, our team is experienced to handle any weather conditions. Because we pad and stretch wrap your furniture before we put it on the truck, we'll make sure your belongings are safe and dry no matter what the forecast says. Not sure how your move is going to work? Go to twomenandatruck.com for your free estimate. Illini fans, Taste what's special about Jets Pizza by ordering any of their specialty pizzas for $5 off. That's right. Save $5 on all specialty pizzas like the barbecue chicken pizza, chicken grill to perfection, premium mozzarella cheese, bacon, red onion, and BBQ sauce. All piled onto Jets' amazing crust made from dough they make fresh every day. There's also their super special all-meaty chicken bacon ranch and more, all $5 off. Make your day special and order a Jets specialty pizza for $5 off. When you're buying a battery, it's important to look beyond just the price and make sure you're buying a quality battery. So when you're buying one from the big box store, make sure you ask the question, what's the date on this battery? Is it dependable? Sometimes the big box stores have batteries that have been sitting on the shelf for years. Or you can just come to Interstate Batteries, outrageously dependable, and buy your battery from the people who only do batteries. Interstate Batteries at 2504 North Madison Champaign, way out there, but totally worth the drive. How much is dependable worth to you? Interstate Batteries, open six days a week. We all have a mission in life, something that drives us to explore, to grow, to love. And when we discover it, we're made whole. At OSF Healthcare, we want you to be the best you possible. We're here for you on your schedule to make your life just a little bit easier. Whatever your mission is, we're here to support it. Your life, our mission. Learn more at osfhealthcare.org slash mission. 
Welcome to Dick Van Dyke Appliance World. Hi, I'm looking for a refrigerator. When you buy from us, you get the whole store. Oh, yeah, well, I just need a refrigerator. Don't need the whole store. But you get it, the whole store. My kitchen is only about this big. You get me. Hello. All those delivery, installation, and service technicians in back. Wow, all those people? The Dick Van Dyke 5-10 year protection plan, which means in the unlikely event something goes wrong in the first five years, your repair cost is nothing. Nothing? 10 years parts coverage on the major components. Looks like I'm getting more than the refrigerator today. Um, how much does this whole store cost? Nothing. Come on. For real. We guarantee to beat any competitor's deal, all that other stuff we talked about, like our service tax. And your 5-10 year protection plan. All included. I'm Dennis Freak and chairman of Dick Van Dyke Appliance World. And when we say you get the whole store, we mean the whole store. Wow. Dick Van Dyke Appliance World. When you buy from us, you get BMW, Buick, GMC, Honda, and Subaru. Welcome to Sarah Champagne. We can handle all your car repairs on site, including paintless dent repair, bumpers, windshields, everything in between. We have an amazing selection of new or pre-owned vehicles to choose from. Shop from home and buy online or reserve your vehicle before it hits our website or dealership. Sarah Champagne is home of the Sarah One Price Promise, delivering an honest and transparent buying experience. Hurry in or shop online at sarahchampagne.com. Back on the drive with Sam Piper, ESPN Radio 93.5. Having fun talking hoops, but got to mention some baseball. Oh. It's been a while since we talked little Cardinals. We've There's been a reason for that because haven't been too pleased with our Redbirds of late. No. And really, the, the baseball news has been dominated by the Los Angeles Dodgers. Uh. And, you know, eh. <laughs> yeah. That stinks. That stinks. It does kind of stink knowing that it just appears that they will be so much better. They're getting whatever they want, man. And the Cardinals start the season in LA. That's for right. Four. Oh boy. They're going to see I'd rather to just I'd rather just do that and get done with it. So they'll see Yamamoto and then Shohei at the plate won't be pitching this right. year but still. Mm. Oh boy. Lance Lynn against Shohei Otani, Mookie Betts, <laughs> Freddie Freeman. What could go wrong? What could go wrong? <laughs> so, uh Anyways, the good news is the last time he started a game was in L.A., right? Uh, or did he get traded it was, somewhere? Well, it was with L.A. It was in Arizona. Oh, it was in Arizona. Unfortunately, okay. I, if you forgot, anyone out there, uh, I regret to inform you, the last time Lance Lynn started a game, he got four home runs in one inning Ugh. and uh, got pulled in the playoffs. Well, you know that stuff happens. Yeah, yeah it happens <laughs> to a lot of people. Well, Derek, I can confidently speak on this St. Louis Cardinals caravan. I'm excited about this. I am, too. I've been here for every one of them, and it was one of the selling points that Stevie sold to me when I decided to go ahead and jump on and become a part of SJ Broadcasting 14 years ago was the idea that we would be covering Cardinals. We would be carrying, excuse me, Cardinals baseball. I didn't believe him at the time. He made it happen. We are still not only covering and carrying Cardinals baseball, but we also carry the Chicago Cubs. So I think that's pretty cool that we have both of the major teams in 
this area covered when it comes to listening on the radio to those games. And I know there are still a lot of people that enjoy listening to games on the radio. I'll, I will never not enjoy windows down on a nice mm. day and hearing Cardinals baseball and even Cubs baseball if it's the awesome. Cardinals aren't on. It is one thing to do. And then what came of the Cardinals caravan, which many people don't understand, is thanks to the Cardinal caravan, it kind of spawned off into Mike Claiborne, who joins us all the time and is one of our favorite guests ever. Uh, Kevin Wheeler, that helped because I got to know Kevin through Klaibs and on and on and on, right, with Tom Ackerman and such. So the idea that the caravan has come to, to Champaign every year and Stevie just does, I mean, he's in his element when it comes to the caravan. That is, I mean, that is Stevie J to a T. He loves people. He, he loves sports. He loves, you know, baseball in general. So he's always talking, and he's the one asking the questions. He always asks me every year. He's like, hey, bub, you want to do it this year? I'm like, nope. That is your spot, and you are the best at it. So <laughs> he's really good at getting people that don't feel like talking to talk and to open up, and he's fun with the players. So this year, I, I feel like the last couple of years have been a little bit of a, eh, in terms of who we had coming to the caravan. There's a couple of years players. ago that – Nolan Gorman was here. Yeah, that's right. With Go- Matthew Libertori. That's right. Mason Wynn was here last year. Nice. So that was that was yeah. cool, but a lot of Cardinals fans maybe didn't know a lot about him. This year, it is hard to argue. I mean, we may have the best caravan of anybody. And normally, if you study this, the closer to St. Louis is the one you want to attend because that's where most of – the big wigs like Albert Pujols probably never left more than a 60 mile radius from St. Louis to go to a caravan, but coming to Champaign on Friday, January 12th. So not this Friday, but next at noon, we will have the likes of Jordan Walker. I could probably stop there. That's a big name. That's a huge name. Like he's going to one caravan. And it's coming here it? to Champagne. Wow. Yeah. Well, That's of course, awesome. it's Champagne, Peoria, Bloomington. Like Still, yeah. that caravan number four is grouped into one. So, anyway, you've got Jordan Walker, Andre Palante, who's going to have to be a big part of that, uh, the uh, bullpen, Packy Norton, my guy, who's going to be a lefty in that bullpen. And then Victor Scott II, who was, I think, one of their minor league players of the year. He's an exceptional center fielder. And I think he's a guy that they really really want to uh, get up to St. Louis uh, fast, but he'll be here as long or as well as Chip Carey. So we get Chip Carey, we get Benji Molina again, who is so fun, and then Brad Thompson, who I think is excellent to talk baseball with. So that's going to be fun, man. That's great. That's a loaded field. That is at the I-Hotel at noon on Friday, January 12th. I'm giving every one of you right now permission to take your kids out of school. Sorry to all the administrators out there with schools. Lante is calling the shot here. We need to come up. Let's make Kyle do some work on a break and write up a permission slip. Ooh. And then put it on our Twitter page. And That's then a you, good you, print, idea. you print that off as Lante <laughs> says your kids can have the afternoon off today. At least the or at least two hours. Yeah. You know, instead of lunch, let them go to the I Hotel at noon, stay till about 1 30, get their autographs, hear the Cardinals, and then take off back to school. You're not learning anything more than what you would learn that day let's be honest yeah <laughs> put that on the on the permission <laughs> slip put that on there for sure i want that on there biology who needs that but no we're excited though jordan walker will be here i told you if you're able to make it and i know you're a busy guy 
I'm I'm giving you the Jordan Walker Walker interview. I oh, think that man. would be awesome, man, to to talk to him. I want to talk to Brad Thompson and Chip Carey too. I mean, those guys will deliver some great answers. And you know, there's a, there's a I don't we, we need to get back to Illinois, but there's a lot of question marks about this Cardinals team and and Cubs. They haven't done anything yet. Now, obviously, still got some time, and we still assume that Cody Bellinger, at He's least still we out think, there, yeah. would be coming back to Chicago. But I mean, there's some there's some answers for both of our teams that we respectively talk about. Absolutely, the Cardinals have to answer for losing 90 games. What have you done that is going to prove to me that maybe you can get back in the race in the Central? But is that really was that really the goal? And the Cubbies, I mean, I felt like you made a nice step. You kind of faded. But I felt like they're on the cusp of really making a really nice next step, but they haven't done much, if anything. So I'm, I'm kind of disappointed a little bit with Bo still, but we'll be able to talk to him. And again, it'll be next January, or next January, next Friday, uh, January 12th, noon, iHotel. It's free. Just come out and enjoy it. They used to have beer. I don't know if they do that anymore. But uh, yeah, it, it's, uh, it's, it's fun. And if you're wondering if the Cubs do this, they don't. They do up north, but they don't come down as far as Champaign. So, another reason to switch allegiance. Do you want to hit up the the gas station nearby, and then we go in as beer vendors? You know what? That's not a bad idea. Pick up pick up some some of those tall boys. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. That's exactly what we'll do. Beer here, twelve fifty, twelve fifty. Yeah, I mean, people that come to that are going to expect the uptick, right? <laughs> they understand they've they've been to Wrigley and Bush. They know how much beer is so. Yeah, that's a great idea. We should do it. And if we can buy a bunch, maybe they'll give us a discount. Mm. And then we uptick that price. I Yeah, I think you and I are going to make some cash. <laughs> we got to figure it out. January sure. 12th. You got a new kid on the way. You gotta I know. I, I got to do some talking to the belly tonight. <laughs> like, please do not show up. Right. January 12th. I was pleading to Cade. Like, the NCAA tournament, please. Although Illinois oh. was not there long enough to really worry oh. about it. But, uh, like, do not, do not show up now. Just give me a little bit longer. And I'll have to ask my, my daughter to to not make an appearance on that day. Because I want to talk to Jordan Walker. And I also I'm I'm picturing in my mind you trying to you and Packy Naughton oh. doing your Peaky Blinders impressions. Yes. <laughs> like, is this Irish or you, you think this is good? Like you try it. Like your last name's Naughton. He just punches me. I'm like, oh geez, I don't know. I think we we ought to make Kyle go do an interview. As a Cubs fan. Yeah, that'd be fun. I think we should sick him on who? Benji Molina? Yeah, Benji or Andre Pallante. Let's do that. Let's Here's Kyle with Andre Pallante. <laughs> <laughs> I would love that. I would love that. Yeah, Heath, Heath good call. Yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Heath weighs in on the U of I line on the text line. Victor Scott stole, get this, 94 bases last year. Vince Coleman. Coming back around. Yeah, he's he's really good defensively. He hit for average, and they love him. They really think that this is an outfielder of the future. Now, we've been hearing – I've been hearing this for 15 years, it seems like. Especially Colby Rasmus. Uh, Randall Gritchick, Stephen Piscotti, uh, Tyler O'Neill, Carlson. Dylan Carlson, <laughs> Harrison Bader. I, it's just it's just a it's a just a long line of oh average to best. All right, we got to start talking Illinois again. My fault. Let's do so. I am excited though about that caravan. So if you can make it January twelfth, I know we were a little bit disappointed in the crowd last year, but um, maybe it was maybe they were foreshadowing what was going to happen with the Cardinals. Mm. So I always say every year when when the weather starts to turn, which anymore is in April, 
I always look for the first cardinal bird I see, and it's a huge moment because if it flies up, that means it's going to be a good season, and if it flies down or even, that means we're in for a long season. My brother even watched that up in Chicago. Right? He'd be he'd text me. He's like, "Hey, I saw a cardinal bird today. I got some bad news." <laughs> he's like, "I think he uh, dumped his load and and <laughs> took off towards the ground." I was like, "Oh crap!" <laughs> so yeah, but hopefully we'll get a uh, we'll get. What is Jeff asking for the complete list one more time? Yep. Okay, one more time. Jordan Walker, Andre Palante, Packy Naughton. And Victor Scott the second, and then you'll have Benji Molina, Brad Thompson, and Chip Carey in attendance. So that's a star-studded. I'd be excited to meet Chip Carey. I, I think would he's too. really, really good. Oh, I do too. I do too. I the Careys in general, Skip, Chip, Harry, yep. the whole crew. Yep, they've been uh, they've meant a lot to baseball. That's for sure. So yeah, that's going to be fun. So we'll see everybody next Friday at noon. Hopefully, Pipes will be able to be there early and talk Fingers to Mister Walker. Fingers crossed. I'd be okay. You can call me Sal says he's guessing January 22nd <laughs> as the birthday for my daughter. That, that would work out. That would work out just fine. Uh, before we dive back into Big Ten Hoops Talk, let's c- catch one more break. Oh, yeah. yeah and yeah. we'll return and get into that. I, I pitch it out to the text line once again. If there is a world, which of course there could be, mm. where Terrence Shannon does not return for the Illini, where do you think they will slot in the Big Ten? And what is their current ceiling as far as the NCAA tournament goes? We'll discuss that next. I want to hear from you. 217-359-2255. This is The Drive. <coughs> oh, this cold. Honey. <laughs> honey. Honey. You need Dayquil Severe Honey. Dayquil Severe Honey gives you powerful cold and flu symptom relief with a honey-licious taste. Because life doesn't stop for a cold. Okay, I'm ready to go. <coughs> Now I'm getting a cold. Honey. Try Dayquil Severe Honey for powerful cold and flu relief. Dayquil Severe with honey flavor. The daytime coughing, aching, stuffy head fever, honeylicious, power through your day, medicine. Use as directed. Keep out of reach of children. In an ever-changing real estate market, it is so important to work with experienced agents like Russ and Nick Taylor with the Taylor teams at Taylor Realty Associates. They have the knowledge and expertise to get your home sold for the most amount of money in the shortest amount of time. Trust the experience and success of Russ and Nick Taylor with the Taylor team at Taylor Realty Associates. Give them a call today at 217-355-0700 or visit them online at taylorboys.com. That's taylorboys.com. Hi, this is Amanda Jean, the founder and planner of Inspire Your Wedding and Events. Join us for premier, interactive, inspirational, and immersive wedding showcase, bringing together wedding vendors and couples from all over Central Illinois. Curated design looks for your ceremony and reception table decor, savory and sweet bites, alongside complimentary signature cocktails and champagne as you walk the space and join connecting, learning, and booking wedding vendors for your magical day. For more information about attendee tickets, Go to inspireyour.com. As we approach the end of the year, you might want to think about some great tax-deductible donations, like with the Urbana Parks Foundation or making a donation to the Youth Scholarship Fund to help cover the costs of kids attending summer camps. Your donation can help more kids attend summer camps next year. Mail your check to 303 West University Avenue in Urbana. Call Kelsey for details at 217-367-1536 or visit urbanaparksfoundation.com. 
Short-term market fluctuations can be unnerving for everyone. A proven way to tune out the noise and focus on long-term investment goals is to adhere to a well-constructed investment plan. This is Starla Carr with Provident Financial Group. If you don't have a plan in place, we can help create one designed specifically for you. Call us today for a complimentary consultation at 217-366-3456 or find us online at ProvidentFinancialGroupLLC.com. Securities and advisory services offered through Commonwealth Financial Network, member FINRA, SIPC, or registered investment advisor. Hey, where are you headed? To Kelsey Furniture in Tuscola. What do they have there? What don't they have there? Living room furniture, benches, chests, love seats, sectionals, tables, bedroom sets, hutches, nightstands, end tables, cabinets, mirrors, stools, clocks, lamps, pillows, rugs, desks, media consoles, patio furniture, Tempur-Pedic mattresses, and more. So, everything. Yeah, probably could have uh, just said that. Kelsey Furniture, quality for less. Finishing up hour one here on the drive with Sam Piper. Is that even that song that I'm singing? I don't know. I don't either. I, I hear my own. <laughs> Lon's always heard his own music in his head. Mm. If you have not seen, which just came across my <laughs> Twitter <are> account, awesome. <laughs> these Funkos, these little, if you're not familiar with Funkos, like little action figures that the Illinois NIL store has been has just started promoting. They have not made them yet. Uh, ah. Are not for sale, but they are spot on, man. We got to ask Luke Goody about his. I love it. Uh, Quincy Garrier, Dane Danger. Check that out on Twitter. These are like really really cool, and I would definitely. I might have to put a couple in Cade's room. Yeah. Oh, that's a no brainer for you, right? I mean, my kids are going to want them, no doubt. And they're one's an adult, I think, <laughs> and the other one's soon to be. Oh, those are awesome, they're man. Sweet. They nail it. Yeah, we'll have to ask. Apparently, they, they said that they're generated by AI, which is, is that freaky? Like, they just put their pictures in there and they made those? Is it bad? Like, I don't want to go off on something. Oh, boy, here we go. Is it bad that I, I just don't understand the whole AI thing? I don't necessarily and, and like, do either. All of a sudden, it they're going to be ruling the world. I'm going to be ruling, like, the world will be ruled by somebody or something that I don't know anything about. Have you seen the ones where they have AI generate Brian Ferentz's voice? No. So then they had they could make him say they, not obviously him, but yeah. uh, they could voice over him his press conference with whatever they wanted him to say, and it looks oh like my spot on. Goodness, no. This I, I'm sorry, the technology <laughs> scares the hell out of me. Like that kind of technology, <laughs> but I know it's here to stay, right? It is. That's funny. It's here to stay. Yes, Lon, it's here to stay. Yeah. But I would say this would be a, a good accomplishment. However, the NIL <laughs> store came up with these. These are awesome. These are very cool. Go check them out on their Twitter page. I pitched the idea 
not to the Funkos and the the action yeah. figures, but uh, <laughs> how far can Illinois go if there is no Terrence Shannon in the mix the rest of the way? Big Def had a good text. He did. On the U of I Atlanta Link text sign. said, looks like a Sweet 16 team to me, but got to get DGL and Hansberry to be bodies in there. Can't handle any more attrition due to injury. Can't have these starters limping off the court with nothing left on March 16th after grinding 38 minutes a game through the Big Ten schedule that beats the hell out of all the conference players. It's a... It's a good point it in is. terms of the depth. I've also wondered, and Brad got asked about this last night. We'll play some Brad before we get out of here, but not diving into the bench as much. Now, there's been some limitations. Obviously, Terrence out, sincere redshirting, uh, Nico being out still, although he's back without a boot and, and starting to practice a little bit again. But they're, they've been up 30, and the starters are still out there. That's Saw it against Missouri. Saw it against... Uh, last night, Northwestern, like Amani, not playing very many minutes. Dane not getting really back into the end of the game. Dre Gibbs Lawhorn hit a three. I don't know how many minutes he ultimately six. logged. He's, was it six? Yeah, I mean, you had Hansberry three, Danger four, and Gibbs Lawhorn six. Mm. That's it. You know what's interesting, and maybe it's a flaw in the system, but the net rankings take into account how badly you beat a team. Mm. Like, if you blow out a team – relative to expectations. So, like, the point spread last night was six points. You beat them by 30. Wow. Your net ranking is going to get a really nice boost on that versus, say, you were up 30, you sent in the the second team, and then a 30-point lead turns into a 17-point win. I didn't know that. But it, it also – then you got to balance out also, like, of course you want the best seeding. That's the, the A1 priority. Build your resume – Win games, obviously, is first. Build your resume. Get the best seed possible. But then also there's like, don't you want to get Dre some minutes? You uh, don't you want to get Imani some minutes? Not only for like their development, but also – I and then people probably belabor this point too much, but to keep them happy a little bit, like as far as the long term. No doubt. There's no doubt. And, and, and with Shannon, you were going seven deep. And now you're at six deep. I mean, Dan, I forgot to mention – well, did I mention Dane? Yeah, I did. Four minutes. That's weird to me too. Yeah, I, I'm like, but I get when it. When it happened against Missouri, I just thought, okay, Brad, we got smoked last year, and Brad's sending a message. He's going to have a really good Christmas. He wants his guys feeling as good as possible when 2024 rolls around, and and take this Missouri because there's no need for you to even show up at this game. But for some reason, you've beaten us four of the last five. So I think he just kind of said, "We're gonna. This is personal to me." Last night, I was shocked by that. Unless he just wants the wow factor around the country of, holy crap, Illinois doesn't have their best player, arguably. Well, probably their best player. Yeah. And still won by 30 over a conference team in Northwestern. And this is not your parents' Northwestern. I can trust me on that one. So, I, I, I don't know. Unless there was like some wow factor to it. But but he Big Def is right. I mean, it's a long conference schedule ahead. It is. And yeah. I, I do want to – Muhammad listener brings it up. Scott Ritchie asked the question last night about the net and the scores. And, and if you're mm. thinking about that, and, and in case we don't get that answer to you uh, via Brad, I'll just paraphrase it. He's like, it'd be dumb not to have that in the back of your mind. That is a factor. So oh, uh, we'll see how this thing plays out the rest of the way. If you're playing – Nebraska, although Nebraska is is decent. If yeah. you're playing Minnesota, and like you're you're trying to win by fifty versus that would be strange. I don't know. Maybe it's it's an over extrapolation of, of a couple of games, but it is something that I've noticed. Like 
Terrence diving on the floor late against Missouri when you're up 30 and like, oh, don't you don't want him getting hurt. Right. And, uh, yeah, some of the bench guys maybe not getting the run last night. We do have to catch a break. Coming up in about five minutes, Luke Goody joining us on the Tapman's Towing phone line. Look forward to that conversation. Continue to weigh in on the U of I Atlanta Lake text line, 217-359-2255. This is The Drive.